0: Thank you for joining me. This is Breaking Strings Podcast. This episode is going to talk about recording. Recording not in the way of a professional record deal or a professional recording studio, but the kind of recording that you can do every single day at home. Talking about recording your practice sessions for your own personal development. It's going to be one of those indispensable tools for a musician to get a good window into their technical deficiencies, also you can see how far away you are from the final interpretation of the piece, and you can also nitpick at these fine, fine details of your playing style. Why is recording effective? So recording allows you to sit back, critique and judge without being limited in the technique or the focus that it takes to make the interpretation sound really proper. So when you're playing, you've got the technical demands of the piece and you've also got the interpretation which involves making every single note have intention, making sure that every single note fits into that large puzzle of the storytelling process of the piece. It doesn't leave a lot of brain power to critique and judge. I think now you understand. It's a lot easier to sit back in a chair, listen to a recording several times over, hitting the rewind button, and then picking at the fine, fine details of what you might like or what you don't like about your interpretation of the piece. In fact, as a teacher, I'm always finding myself telling the students, yeah, I just critiqued what you played, but it's a lot easier said than done. I often play the same passage to demonstrate, might take me about four or five times to demonstrate it exactly the way that I was telling the student to play it. So let's get started and talk about how to get the most out of your recording at home. First, the device does not really matter. Just use whatever you have to start out with. Most smartphones and tablets these days do a very fine job of recording, and it's gonna be more than enough For you to get the benefits. If you have a microphone, it could be a condenser or it could be a simple USB microphone, that's great. Handheld recorders are uh, also fantastic. Everything like that is going to get the job done. So no matter the equipment you have, immediately get started. Don't delay. You don't need anything high end. It's also crucial to record yourself in the earliest stages of the piece. The first stages of the piece. I often hear students saying something like, I don't want to record anything just yet. I mean, the piece doesn't sound good. Let me work out a few of the passages. This is actually the wrong approach. And this is exactly why you need to record. If it doesn't sound good, that's when you need to record. The reason is simple. If you wait until you think you've perfected the piece, you may end up wasting time playing in a way you're not even happy with. By recording yourself early on, you're going to be able to identify the areas that actually need improvement, and then you can make the necessary adjustments right there before you have invested too much time and effort into a performance that's essentially flawed because you're playing it in a way that you don't want in the end. You can also have a better connection between the way you think you sound and the way you actually sound. Sometimes we need to exaggerate certain areas. I often find myself thinking that I'm playing with loads of dynamics, for example, because in my head, I am hearing the dynamics, but when I record, it's quite flat. I gotta tell you, the recording device is kinda gonna be your best friend, because it's extremely honest, it's brutally honest, and that is exactly the kind of friend you need if you wanna develop into a good musician. If you're not able to complete a piece of music in a continuous performance, that's actually okay. And this is very common with like brand new pieces. I want to give you a little trick. You can actually use an editing software like Audacity or GarageBand, and you can splice the piece together, playing it in sections. Even though you're cheating a little bit, the technique is going to allow you to create a larger picture of the piece immediately. Now you're going to understand, Okay, so if I was able to play the piece in full, this is what the interpretation would sound like. You can also focus on individual sections of a piece and play them in many different ways. I highly advise that you experiment as you're recording. On that note, I want to point out that recording and listening is an excellent opportunity for play and exploration. Sometimes when we're stuck with the rigid approach in our practicing, where we're doing repetition, slow practice, we're being really, really careful with everything. It can really feel like only work and absolutely no play. Recording allows you to play around with the interpretation a little bit more. Here's an exercise that I've done. I've taken a piece and played it three different ways, very different ways. For example, Box Prelude BWV999. It exists both for keyboard and it's a lute piece. Guitarists often play it. So it has no tempo marking, and it's essentially just a set of arpeggios that go for the entire Prelude. So, you can play it very slowly, moderately, and very quickly. And all three work, in my opinion. What changes is the way that you use vibrato, and certain inflections are just not going to work across all three tempos. So what you get is three different tempos and three very, very different Bach preludes. I found this exercise to be really, really valuable. It really opened me up. And actually, when I chose the final tempo, the different extremes of uh, tempos that I played with had a huge influence on the final product. So I actually got ideas from all three different interpretations when I made my final interpretation of the piece. On a final note, integrating recording into your practicing is going to be a change of mindset. So because recording necessitates the creation of some sort of final product, Uh, a final product that you will be listening to, it works well for creating deadlines. Creating deadlines and meeting them is very important for a musician. It's like a simple concept, but what happens is that if you set deadlines and you meet them, you're just going to be more reliable. And if you're reliable, you have confidence in yourself. Where do we need reliability and confidence? on stage when we're performing or when we're playing for other people. This is what we want and we're going to have this like internal sense of reliability and it's like an extra layer of comfort when we play for other people. I hope this podcast was helpful and I hope you're excited to record and you should go record right now, Uh, turn off the podcast and uh, get some of the benefits of this. I don't teach anything on the podcast that I don't do myself. Sometimes I don't take my own advice and uh, well, I pay the price for it. <laughs> but tonight, it's 10:20 p.m. I will be recording several of the pieces that I'm working on to make sure that they're ready for any upcoming performance. I'm excited to do it and uh, I'm excited for you guys to try some of these techniques and get better. Please send me a personal message and let me know how it's going for you. I'm really curious. Thank you all so much for joining me. This is Breaking Strings Podcast. Until next time.